Hello everyone and welcome to The Three Ball. I'm your host Samuel or Sam. In today's podcast, I'm going to be doing an NBA Finals preview. Obviously, the finals this year are between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat. It should be a fun final series. I am very, very interested for min- for many different reasons. Because once the Grizzlies got eliminated, honestly, I wanted the Nuggets to win the West because it shows that regular season success means something, at least, on Miami's end. It, it really didn't because they came from the plan, which is kind of crazy, but they would have been in the playoffs as the seventh seed. That would have that been weird if there was no plan and Miami was seven. They had to go through Boston, Philly, and then Milwaukee. I don't, I'm not saying they wouldn't have got it done. I'm just saying it would have been different. I would, I would have been interested to see how that might have shaken out. So the play-in definitely, uh, definitely has some interesting effects. Even the Lakers got to the conference finals. So yeah, the play-in, uh, yeah, it seems like you don't want to be in that 3-6 through six range because no teams got too far within that group. None of them got to the conference finals. It was either it was a 1-seed, a 2-seed, a 7-seed, an 8-seed. Which is kind of crazy that you have the top and the bottom, but hey, that's how that, that's how it shaked up, sh- shaked up, yeah, that's how it shaked up this year. So we're gonna go ahead and, like I said, start talking about this series. Maybe I'm I don't know if I want to do predictions because I feel like if I do predictions, that's who y'all might think I'm rooting for. I'm not rooting for anyone in this series. I am rooting for, you know, selfishly as a basketball fan, I'm rooting for a good series, right? But at the same time, it's like. Well, I want to see the best team win. I want to see the best team in, the t- in 2023 win the championship, whoever that is, either the Miami Heat or the Denver Nuggets. I think both teams have been the best players throughout the playoffs. So, I think we have the finals matchup. That, you know, that that, that, that includes the best teams, at least currently, in the NBA. So, that is a good thing. I'll start it off with talking about Denver. So, I mean, obviously, Denver has the best player, arguably, in the world right now. Nikola Jokic has been on an absolute tear the entire playoff run over the playoffs you know the, the playoffs this um you know th- this year new Jokic has averaged 29.9 points 13.3 rebounds and 10.3 assists that's just absolutely crazy that he's able to you know do something like that in 15 games in the playoffs he's able to just absolutely dominate everything he's doing like I said, literally dominating points, rebounds, and assists. Which not that he doesn't do that, but just just that he's doing it in like such a you know crazy manner. And if you look at the last series against the Lakers, his points kind of went kind of went down, but it doesn't matter. It was still twenty seven point eight, which is really really good. It wasn't necessarily that he he it was he was still really good because he brought up the assist and he brought up the rebounds. <laughs> just just absolutely crazy stats from Nikola Jokic. It's going to be really hard for Miami to contain him because they will not be able to stop him because Nikola Jokic is arguably the best player on the planet, as I said. He can do literally everything. If you stopped him scoring, he's a great passer. He's incredibly consistent, too. He's incredibly consistent. And even his bad games, right, he'll give you 16 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists. That's a bad game, on paper at least. And if it's not that, it'll be, you know, 16 10 rebounds, 8 assists. That's still a really good stat line, but maybe not of your best player. But I doubt he does that. It's going to take a lot for Miami to sort of prevent him from dominating the series as he has throughout the playoffs. Bam Adebayo is going to get that matchup, which if you're Miami, that's the matchup you want. You want Bam 
to be taking this Nikola Jokic matchup. And this is going to be an interesting... I'll shift to Bam and I'll go back to Denver. It's going to be a really important series for Bam Adebayo. He's going to be arguably the most important player on Miami. He doesn't need to score the ball. I'll tell you that much. Scoring is not going to be his focus this series. If he can get points, great. Personally, I'm not going to be disappointed with him not scoring because that is not going to be his job. His job is going to be Nikola, Nikola Jokic prevention, which is a very important job if you want to beat the Denver Nuggets because you're not going to beat the Nuggets if Jokic is doing what he's doing and Jamal Murray is doing what he's doing. And that's going to provide a nice little transition to talking about Mr. Jamal Murray, who has just been... I don't know the word for it. He, the playoff Jamal Murray is incredible. He is absolutely incredible. I'm going to pull up his stats from from this from the regular season and compare those with the playoffs. For reference, in the playoffs, he's averaging 27.7 points, 5.5 rebounds, 6.1 assists, 1.7 steals, playing 39 minutes a game. Over the regular season this year, he averaged only, I mean, only 20 points a game, 4 rebounds, 6.2 assists. So assists haven't changed. But rebounds and points have gone up. Minutes obviously have gone up because th- that's kind of what happens. I'm not sure there's shooting splits on... Oh, there are. And he's shooting the ball 30, 40% from three and 48% from the field, which is right on par with what he, what he did in the regular season, which is really good. And if you look at the series against the Lakers, Jamal Murray just absolutely killed him, bro. He absolutely killed him. 32.5 points, 6.3 rebounds, 5.3 assists, 2.8 steals. Doing everything. Just absolutely everything. Jamal Murray... Like, the, the how good he's been, I don't think can be understood. Like, he's been so, so good. You could argue he's been the second-best point guard in the playoffs this year behind Stephen Curry, just in this playoffs. I don't know who you who you would honestly say is better. I don't think Jalen Brunson's been better. Definitely not anyone on Boston, Miami, Lakers. Better Been, been better than Jaw. I, I would argue that Jamal Murray's been the second-best point guard in the playoffs. You could, and I would see an argument that he's been the best. I would see, I would hear that argument out. I probably wouldn't agree, but I would, I would see a point there because he just has. He's been so good. He's raised his game so much, which is a huge testament to Jamal Murray, a huge testament to the Nuggets organization, a huge testament to Mike Malone. It's it's a, a lot of people deserve credit for this, but obviously that goes to Jamal Murray. And th- then it transitions back to Miami, right? Miami is a very good defensive team. They're, they're, they're just really defensively sound. So although they may not have the direct matchup for for Murray, um, I, I, it might be Jimmy. Jimmy might be guarding Jamal Murray. That would be a really fun matchup. I don't know if he will be, though. Whoever, whoever guards Jamal Murray is obviously going to have a tough time. But Miami, like I said, they're such a team. They, they play such a team brand of defense that... It's going to be, you know, it's going to be more of a team effort, team effort to start Murray and Jokic. But Bam Adebayo is going to have that Jokic assignment basically the whole series, I would guess. And and it, the thing that Miami needs to do in order to help Bam out is rebound, right? Because Nikola Jokic, he's a guy he brings he brings the ball down the court sometimes. Other times at the three point line, setting screens, pick and popping. He's not, you know, your interior center. And Boston, they had more of interior... I mean, I guess Al Horford wasn't necessarily. But Jokic is going to be all over the court. So Bam Adebayo may not be able to get every rebound. So he may need a little He may need a little bit of help. But I think this team rebounds well. Jimmy Butler's averaged seven rebounds in the playoffs. I don't see why that would stop. 
So I think I think that that's not going to be a problem. You know, I think that Miami will still be able to grab boards because Aaron Gordon has not been grabbing them in the playoffs. Only 5.5. That's the same as Jamal Murray, which is kind of crazy. But Aaron Gordon, like, he didn't shoot the ball great in the Lakers series, obviously, but he did make the three in the last... He made three of them in the last game, which was huge. And and, and he, doesn't have to, he does not have to shoot like that every game. Not every game. Just a couple of games. <laughs> just make sure that you just, just keep... Keep the Miami defense honest. That's what Aaron Gordon needs to do. And Aaron Gordon's going to have a tough time, right? Because he's going to probably get the Jimmy Butler matchup because he's the best man-on-man defender on this roster. He's probably going to get that Jimmy Butler matchup. He's going to have a tough time as well. But I think he can handle it. I think he's the guy, if you're Denver, that you want to handle that matchup. So that's going to be, like I said, that's ideal. And and that may be why his scoring isn't great, because he's been guarding these guys like LeBron James. I don't know if he was guarding KD, but he may have been um, on the Timberwolves. I don't know who he would have been guarding. Maybe Towns. I don't know. He's, he's, he's had some tough matchups in the playoffs, and I'm, I don't, like, that's not going to stop. His points have decreased since the regular season, but I don't think that's a big deal, because in the in the, in the NBA playoffs, Scoring comes from your stars, and then the role players have to do their roles. Right now, Aaron Gordon's most important role is to defend the best player on the other team. That is what you need him to do. Scoring is just an added bonus. That That's sort of how I see Aaron Gordon in this series. A similar situation to Bam and Abayo. For both of those guys, their primary focus in this series is going to be defend the best player on the other team. So their their points may take a dip, but I think that's a sacrifice you're willing to make if you can prevent the other team's best player from doing what he normally does. Because Nikola Jokic, 30 points a game, 30-point triple-doubles every game, and and Jimmy Butler is averaging 28.5, 7, and 5.7. So that's not much, that's not much, quote-unquote, worse than Nikola Jokic, because it's really, really good. So I don't want to say it's worse, because those stats are incredible for Jimmy, for Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy, Jimmy, I'll, I'll, I'll go to Miami for a sec here. Jimmy, like, right, I've, I've said this many times before, he has a way of making his teammates better, and I think that's a combination of the trust of, of the trust that he has in those teammates. I talked about this, I think, in yesterday's podcast, that those role players do better when their best player has just immense trust in them. And I think that the Nuggets have the exact same thing, right? I think they have the exact same thing with Nikola Jokic. Both of these teams are led by unselfish players who can take over when they have to, which I think is really, really valuable to have because you have guys who can, you know, win you the basketball game while also, you know, making their teammates better through different ways. Jimmy Butler's mentality is what makes this team a lot better, I think. As for the Nuggets, you have Nikola Jokic who can literally find anybody on the court at any time and he can score, score by himself also. So both of these guys are extremely critical and vital to their teams in different manners. But they both, you know, they they're, they both have the engine of their team, and they both make their role players better, which is why I think they're in the NBA Finals. But that, that's what I'm thinking, because if you look at the Lakers, their, their role players were not any better in the playoffs. You look at the Celtics, their role players weren't any better in the playoffs. Maybe Derek White, but not significantly for any of those guys. 
the, the teams that role players have stepped up, it's been Miami and Denver. And obviously, Denver, the biggest step up has been Jamal Murray. But you have all these other guys just doing their jobs. Because without them, you're not where you are. Michael Porter Jr. has been really solid. He's been really, really solid shooting the ball. He averaged 15 in the Lakers series, 42% from three in that series. If you look at his stats for the regular season, I don't know what his three-pointer percentage was. But over the entire playoffs, right now, Michael Porter Jr. is shooting about 41% from three, which is really good. And that is that that's right on par right right on par with what he did in the regular season. His points may be down, but that's okay because you have Jamal Murray stepping up, so these role players can focus solely on their roles, which actually does help out the team a lot because then they they know what they're doing. Other guys know what they're doing, and when when people know their roles, what what exactly they have to do, it's going to just be beneficial for the entire team. Also on Denver, you have Bruce Brown and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Obviously, KCP had that game one, I think it was game one, where he played really, really well against the Lakers. But his job at this point is just a three-point specialist, which isn't bad. Bruce Brown's been really, he was really, really solid in the Lakers series and throughout the playoffs. I think that Bruce Brown is going to be a guy that, you know, they, they're really focused on, you know, focused on getting minutes too, because he really was, he really has been very, very solid throughout the playoffs. I don't see why, you know, you would decrease his minutes. And the other guy who's played all 15 games in the playoffs for Denver is Jeff Green. It's Jeff Green. He's not going to do that much for you other than, you know, shoot, maybe play a little bit of defense. And then the, the last guy who's played most of the games, I don't think he played game four against the Lakers, is Christian Brown. Brown? Yes, Christian Brown. And he's a rookie, so it's, it's more, more than anything, it's good experience for him. I think he'll see the court in at least maybe a couple of the first games. But I would expect Denver and Miami both to run very short rotations. That 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 lineup that you saw from Coach Spolstra out of that last game for Miami, I would expect to see that type of lineup going forward. I don't think we'll see much more of Kevin Love. I don't see we'll see much. I don't think we'll see much more of Cody Zeller unless it's a situation where Bam Adebayo is in foul trouble and you gotta stop Nikola Jokic. That, that, I think that's that will be the biggest situation in which those guys would get significant minutes, but I could be wrong. Coach Spolstra is a mastermind, so he will, uh, he will, he will definitely game plan correctly. And, and then, and then there's like the psychological factors in this series, right? You, you have this team, the Nuggets, who've been resting for about a week now, then you had the Miami Heat, who just lost three games back to back to back after being up 3-0, which had to have been draining, but it's the Miami Heat, you know, it clearly did not affect them. And then they had to go win in Game 7, so they had to play, you know, three extra games than Denver, and they were already the, the later series, so they're, they're, they're just on way less rest. rest. And, I, and I don't know what the impact of rest is going to be. It's very different. It depends on the team. Some teams do better with rest because they sort of relax, you know, get back into a practice groove, get their team right, you know, get everyone on the same page, and then go into the games and start winning. That's a typical situation, right? The team with more rest or better. Get the team that with less rest, do not have that sort of time to just, you know, take a little bit of a break, you know, and then come back and ready to go. Miami doesn't have that. They have two days off, and then they start the finals, which I think if you're Miami, that's fine. I think you're happy with that. I think the Miami Heat are a team that they're playing really well right now. I don't see why you would want you know, to stop playing basketball games for any reason. I think you would just want to go, 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 go. Let's go play Denver now. And you even saw that with Spolster at the end of game six, right? These guys just want to play, man. They just want to play. I don't think they really need this rest period because Jimmy Butler is a menace. 
to to put it, Jimmy Jimmy Butler is just he, he just knows what to do. Like I said, I've I've said this before. I can't praise him enough. Just the impact he has on this roster is crazy. I'll I'll, I'll go back to Miami for a sec here. I mean, Miami. Here's here's the thing. They don't have that secondary score. Denver has their their offensive guys. Nikola Jokic, they have Jamal Murray. Everyone else may have, may have taken a little bit of a back seat because those guys are doing what they do. But then the other guys are all doing their roles very very solidly, which is all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. As for Miami, they've been Jimmy Butler, and then role players got to step up. And honestly, role players have been stepping up. Specifically, Kayla Martin. We saw that in the last game especially of the, of the Boston series, and even throughout the entirety of the Boston series, there was a case for him winning that conference finals MVP. I don't think he should have got it, but I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I would rather say, I think Jimmy deserved it. I mean, Caleb Martin averaged 19 points that series, 6.4 rebounds, and he shot the ball 49% from three. Like, there, there was a legitimate argument, there's, there, like, there, like I said, there, there is a legitimate argument for Caleb Martin. He was so incredible, Throughout that series, they needed him desperately, and he played. He played really hard. I, I, I honestly, this momentum I expect to carry over. The only thing is, I think that now he's sort of been quote unquote exposed, or secret weapon has been, you know, revealed in a sense. So I, I, I don't think he's gonna, you know, surprise people anymore, because he just did play so well in that game seven and throughout the entirety of the series. As I said, I think he's not gonna be a surprise to this Nuggets team. I think they're going to be ready for him. They're going to be ready for this role players. But Miami has so many. They have so many that can kill you on any given night. It could be Caleb Martin. It could be Gabe Vincent. It could be Max Struess. It could be Duncan Robinson. It could be Kyle Lowry. It could be multiple. If they get multiple, it's over, man. If they have multiple of those guys rocking and rolling, it's going to be really hard to beat him as long as Jimmy Butler's doing Jimmy Butler stuff and Bam Adebayo is still playing really well. I mean, Bam's still averaging 17 through the playoffs, which is really solid. So I think in order for Miami to win this series, you're going to need these role players to step up. You're going to need them to step up. Denver's in a completely different situation where their best players have stepped up, and the role players are able to take a step back, which is sometimes really, really good, right? Because then they, like I said, I just said this earlier, they can just focus on one simple task. They have one job, all they got to do is do it when they when they have to, you know? They don't really have to play outside of themselves. Like you see during the regular season, right? Players will, you know, try try something, or they'll, you know, try to get their own buckets or something. You 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 know what I mean? But like guys like Michael Porter Jr., he's been really solid in the playoffs, but he's just taken a little bit of a step back, which is okay. He's still doing really really well. He's still Michael Porter Jr. But he, but but because Jamal Murray has taken a step up, other guys are going to be forced to take a step down, and the question is, are those guys willing? Denver definitely seems are willing. Miami's in a different situation where those guys have to step up. They've had to all year, and when they're doing what they normally do, which is just about good role players, you know, not stellar, but good role players, it gets them to the seventh seed in the Eastern Conference, and then they lose in the play, and they beat Chicago, and they end up as the eighth seed. That's sort of how they got there, and now all these guys have just really been incredible. Just absolutely incredible, and the most important role players, if I'm being honest with you, are Martin, Vincent, and Struess, which I would, I think you could guess those three. Martin, obviously, we saw what he just did. Gabe Vincent has had moments this playoffs where he looks just like the one of the best players on the court. He has moments where he's just absolutely incredible, 
and you saw that Miami lost that game without Gabe Vincent. If they had him, they could have won. I forget which one that was. I think it was game five. I think it was the second game Boston took that Gabe Vincent did not play. And then game six, I think it was Malcolm Brogdon who didn't play, but Boston still won. But Gabe Vincent's going to be really, really important in this series, running that point guard position. Same with Kyle Lowry off the bench. He's done really, really well in that role. He's embraced it. So shout out to Kyle Lowry. He's done really, really solid. He deserves a lot of credit because going from a guy like Kyle Lowry, right? He's he's a guy. He's won an NBA championship. He started in Toronto his whole career. He started the majority of the games in Miami this year. I can check the exact number, but I think he probably started the vast majority of games for this for this Miami roster instead of Gabe Vincent. Yeah, I mean, in the 55 games he played, he started 44. So he started a lot of games. That's probably what he was expecting, but it didn't shake out that way for him. But guess what? He doesn't care. He's coming off the bench. He's being impactful, which is exactly what you need. And like I said, the credit there goes to three three, three people, I would, I would say. Obviously, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, and Eric Spolstra. All those guys deserve, deserve their props for getting Kyle Lowry. I mean, obviously, he's the most important one, right? To just embrace this role and still be impactful and do his job off the bench. And he's done really, really well in the 25 minutes he plays per, per game. He's done really, really solid which is, you know, obviously what you want. And then there's the, the there's the opportunity for Miami to potentially bring Tyler Hero back. His timetable would be about right now. Maybe like this upcoming, maybe like next week is when he would, I think he's been cleared to return to action. But honestly, I don't think you mess it up. I, I don't think you mess it up. I know Tyler Hero wants to get out there, and I know he'll. you may have a responsibility slash duty that you feel you have to fulfill, when Tyler Hero is there by giving him minutes, by giving him opportunity, which, I mean, Tyler Hero could be, he could be the missing piece in this series. All right, I, here's, here's what I think you do, okay? I think you go into games one, two, maybe even three, and you just let the team go. You just let them rock, and you see what they're doing, right? And if they're doing good without Hero, there's no reason to bring him back. But if you're not doing good, then maybe you consider, okay, we, we need to switch it up. We need some scoring injection. You know, you know we, need, we need a little bit something more. And that's, that would be, I think, when you insert Tyler Hero into the rotation, when you need him rather than at the start of the series. Because I think you, you, this team that's won you the first three rounds, I don't see why you need to sort of you know, deconstruct this in order to p- give minutes to Tyler Hero. I, honestly, I, like I said, I know Tyler Hughes is an incredible basketball player, but sometimes it's a chemistry thing. You don't want to mess it up. I'm not saying Tyler Hero does mess it up. I'm just saying that this team has, is, is working. It's clearly working. If you start losing to Denver, then maybe you realize, okay, we need something. Now we need Tyler Hero. Now's a good time for him. I, I don't know how, how the Heat organization and Spolster are going to approach that. I don't know what Tyler Hero is going to be wanting. Because if he wants to play and Miami does not let him, that is not going to, you know, that's not going to rub him the right way. Hero's going to be upset. I don't know his contract status. I think he's there for a while. But that's he, he'll remember that. He'll, he'll probably remember that, to be honest with you. Because as a competitor, he wants to play, right? He's a really good basketball player. Tyler Hero's a really, really, really good player. He's the second best scorer on this team. I don't think you can debate that. Unless you debate it number one, I guess. I probably wouldn't. I think Jimmy Butler is definitely the best scorer on this team. Jimmy Butler is... He is definitely the the, the, the head honcho, the leader there. But Tyler Hero, he's really important. So it, it, just, it just depends on how Miami approaches this. 
and whether they want to keep the team that's winning them games on the court or whether you want to see, hey, maybe we can have a little bit of extra boost, which I think you would do if you start feeling you need the boost because I don't, I don't think you necessarily need it right now. But I think right now you're happy. You're coming off. You're coming off high. Game seven win in pretty dominant fashion. Once you enter that fourth quarter, it was all Miami in that fourth quarter. All Miami. So they just like they have this momentum that's leaking over. And not that Denver doesn't, but just Miami has the more recent momentum. They're gonna come into Denver. They're gonna play hard. I would not be surprised if Miami t- takes game one. To be honest with you, I would not be surprised if Miami comes to Denver and captures that first game on the Nuggets home court. I don't think it's going to I mean mm, I don't I don't know. Like I said, I don't really do predictions because I don't like it 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 sort of appears that I am rooting one way or another. The only team I ever root for is the Memphis Grizzlies. I won't root for any other team. Um I might root for a player. There's a difference between rooting for a player and rooting for a team. Like I'm a Kentucky fan, so there's a lot of Kentucky guys I root for. Like I root for I root for Bam Adebayo, right? I want him to succeed. I want guys like Tyler Hero to succeed. You know, I want all these guys that I you know really like to succeed. But that doesn't necessarily mean I'm rooting for that team to win. I don't like I said I don't I don't care who wins this playoffs. I just like I said selfishly I want a good series. But I wouldn't mind seeing a blowout. You know, if if, if the games are close, I mean. I don't know. There's going to be storylines either way, right? Either you have this hall, of, this absolutely Hall of Fame run by Nikola Jokic. If he wins this ring, he's he's a Hall of Famer, 100%, and he establishes himself as one of the greatest centers of all time, and I don't think you can debate it. I don't think you can debate it. Two-time MVP, one-time champion. That would be pretty impressive, and he's not done. Nikola Jokic is far from done, so that would be an absolutely incredible storyline. Because if he can get another ring or two... He will. He'll start entering. You know, this sort of next category of centers. He's only 28 years old. Like Jokic, Jokic has a lot of room to improve. And I think the guy that you would maybe try, try to, you could argue that he's better than after the season would maybe be a guy like Hakeem. I don't think you could yet. Hakeem's a two-time MVP or one-time MVP, two-time champ. I think you could start making comparisons. You know, if if Jokic does win win this championship, I don't think he's there yet. I think that would probably be the he'd probably be getting to Hakeem type of level. I would I would say if if maybe he I mean obviously he's got to do a lot more to be Hakeem Olajuwon because Hakeem Olajuwon's great, but like you get that you're sort of on that same sort of tier of center. As for Jimmy Butler and the Heat though, you would have this team that sing that 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 you know just on paper if you look at every single matchup. They're going to get up against Milwaukee, the best team in the league, the team most people think are going to win the championship, with arguably the best player in the league on that roster, the best perimeter defender, another really, I know, you, you, I don't know how you would describe Chris Middleton, but one of the best, you know, all-star caliber secondary secondary options on a team. You're facing this really, really powerhouse team with, oh, I'm, don't let me forget Brooke Lopez. You're facing this really good team. You beat them. You go play this incredibly, incredibly deep New York team that also has Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle up top. You beat them. You go play Boston, who made it to the NBA Finals last year and still have a, they have a really stacked roster. Just from top to bottom, they play seven, eight, nine guys, and they're all really good. They beat Boston, and then you, let's just say in theory they win. Then you beat a two-time MVP who's on an absolutely historic run, along with this other guard who's playing out of his mind. You do that, 
Jimmy Butler is forever etched into NBA history for this one championship. And people may argue that this is the quote-unquote worst team to ever win a championship, but I don't think you can ever say that there's bad teams to win a championship. Because you, you have to succeed in every situation, right? You have to be able to, you know, handle, handle adversity, you know, win games on the road, you know, win through your best player, win through your role players. There's so many different ways that you have to win. I think Miami's had a little bit of everything. They've had a little bit of everything on this run. You have a series where you dominate Milwaukee. Sure, Giannis was out. Tyler Hero was out, too. I don't think, I, once you got to the second round, I don't think Tyler Hero excuse works anymore. Then you, then you get to the second round, you you beat New York fairly easily. You, you beat them fairly easily. There wasn't too much struggle there. Then you get to Boston, you go up 3-0, sure you lose 3, but you win game 7 dominantly. So, they sort of had a little bit of everything. So I think they're, 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 their storyline would be really, really cool to see. You know, the Miami Heat, it would just be absolutely cementing Jimmy Butler's legacy. Just absolutely cementing it. So, either either way, Jokic or Butler... Either, either one is going to have their name just abs like th- this series is going to just absolutely it, it means a, it means a lot more than just NBA Finals you know for both of these guys especially I think especially Jimmy maybe maybe Jokic because Jokic does have a ton of pressure but I think the playoff pressure is probably going to be taken off of Jokic now because he's proved he can do it he beat that stacked Suns roster stacked Suns roster he went out and dethroned LeBron and Anthony Davis in four games. In four games, he came out and just swept them. And the Lakers looked really good against Memphis and Golden State. They got swept, man. So either way, like I said, Nuggets or Heat, you're going to have this absolutely incredible storyline that wins, which is what I like. These are the two. These are two of the teams that I really like to see do well. Not these super teams. These teams that have one superstar player, maybe another really good player, and just a bunch of really solid role players. I really, really like these teams. The NBA may not be happy that these are the teams in the finals. Hey, I'm not the NBA. I'm really happy. I don't care, man. I'm so excited to watch these NBA Finals develop. Let me know your thoughts on the Finals in the comments below if you're watching on YouTube. But anyways, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to show support on whatever you're listening on. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm out.